It's 9 o'clock. And the WMUZ Life and Finance team is on the air. To make sure we're all headed in the right direction, we at WMUZ have assembled a team of experts. And every night, a different expert is here to give advice about the issues that impact your life. We hope you find the information on today's program to be inspiring. If you've been told you have to live with pain or a health problem, we encourage you to call and make an appointment with one of the doctors that host your weekly checkup at 866-521-WELL. Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer are upper cervical doctors that believe you can have the life God intended for you. The number again is 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. And there's a location near you with offices in Troy and Ann Arbor. If you're tired of searching for solutions for your condition, make an appointment right now at 866-521-WELL. Or check them out on the web at yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on your weekly checkup. It's Tuesday night. That means it's time for your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. This is the show dedicated to helping you live an extraordinary life. Our goal tonight is to give you hope, help you live with more energy, and help you experience health like never before. Welcome to your weekly checkup. It's so great to be with you tonight. Dr. Kramer, great to be with you in the studio. As well. Happy Tuesday night to everybody out there. I hope you're having a beautiful, blessed day, and we're so grateful and thankful that you're here with us tonight. Absolutely. Well, it is that time of year where we're going to be talking about back to school. Um, it's Some students have already started, and others will be starting here shortly. And so we have advertise tonight's show big time and the main poll for tonight's show is please do not get your children vaccinated before listening to this show um, we're going to be talking about that for sure and we've got a very special guest tonight we have a um, some questions that students might be asking and so parents listen closely because we're answering questions that your kids are interested in knowing as they go back to school um, and so we have a very special guest, Jaden. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Dr. Kramer and I are excited to have you on. And um, Jaden is going to be asking questions to Dr. Kramer and myself about uh, things that students want to know. And um, so she's got a list of these that other students might want to know. And so, Jaden, let's, let's get right to it. Okay. I know kids who have headaches at the end of the school day. Does okay. this have anything to do with school? <laughs> what do you think, <laughs> Dr. Kramer? Do you, well, do you short answer <laughs> short answer is possibly. <laughs> okay, okay, for sure. Um, yeah, that can certainly, um, a couple of things can cause that, Jaden. That's a great question. One of the things that can cause that would be uh, looking down too much. So looking down at books, looking down at computers, um, probably shouldn't be texting in school, but looking down on a phone or an iPad, something like that. Anything that's got your 
chin close to your chest for a long period of time um, causes your the muscles at the back of your neck to work too hard to hold your head up, and so certainly um, that can that can cause that. But why do they happen at the end of the day? So headaches at the end of the day are because a lot of times students are spending time more time in those positions so at the beginning of the day you haven't been seated all day you haven't been looking down you haven't been carrying backpacks that are too heavy um, you haven't gotten hit hit in the head with a ball on recess um, there there are things that happen throughout the day that often make it bad the other thing too that's really common at the end of the day is for students to be dehydrated so a lot of times um, they don't take enough water with them or don't drink enough water throughout the day or they drink things throughout the day that aren't water and so one of the top uh, the number one reasons for a headache later in the day is dehydration yeah, that's a really good question. And then another thing that could happen is people are tired more at the end of the day, and that can make your muscles have to work harder and your body overcompensate for that. And so the fatigue can also cause headaches as well. And I, I think a, an obvious thing that Dr. Lazar and I do is an, a misalignment in the spine can actually cause headaches too. And as the number one reason why people tend to start having the misalignments flare up in their body is when they're tired or they're fatigued at the end of the day. That's a good point. You know, sometimes too, uh, and I, I didn't think to mention this before, but sometimes people will clench their teeth throughout the day. So if they're um, thinking really heavily, they might rest their chin on their hand on the desk. Um, that can certainly cause your jaw to have unnecessary pressure, which can also which can also cause a headache. So that is a, that's a great question. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer with a C and Dr. Lazar. We have offices in Ann Arbor and in Troy, and we are doing a very special show tonight on back to school, and we're going to be talking about backpacks, vaccines, and any other questions you might have. And we have Jaden with us tonight who is, what grade are you going into, Jaden? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So she's got quite a bit of school experience under her belt. She knows she knows what it's like in the day to day. So that's awesome. We're glad to glad to have you with us. If you have any questions for us, our number is eight six six five two one nine three five five. What I can say is, you know, as, as we're, we're, we're focusing on, on children today and back to school, you know, I saw this on my Facebook feed today, and I thought it was just so unbelievably thought-provoking. And, and, and it was a quote that said that parents are more interested in the antibiotics going into their chicken than they are into their child. Interesting. So, isn't that a good point? Wow. That is a good point. <laughs> yeah. So when we're when we're talking about um, our health, we want to look at the inside, not the outside in approach. And that's what that leads to, okay? Because health is, comes from within. Everything that we need to heal is within us. Body heals body, okay? And that's an important concept. So if you're listening and, and you're thinking, oh, I don't, I'm not sure about kids, but my child gets headaches regularly. Or, um, you know, I suffer from back pain or I have numbness in my hands. And we think that there's an outside answer to those. There is, but a true answer is within. Everything that your body has been designed to do is to heal within as long as there's not interference. 
So I just wanted to make that point because I didn't want to forget to use that information on the show tonight. So it's just, it's been in my mind all day long. That's a great point. That's a great point. Again, if you have any questions at all, Dr. Kramer and I are live tonight, ready to take your calls. Our number is 866-521-WELL, 866-521-9355. Jaden, what's your next question? Are backpacks bad for your back? So, backpacks bad for your back. Well, that depends. That depends. So, um, the rule of thumb is you should never carry more than 10% of your body weight on your back. So if the if an elementary school student weighs 60 pounds, for example, then how many pounds would that student be able to carry safely on their back? So 10% of 60 would be 6 pounds, right? So that's that's the question that we need to answer. So you take your body weight, and then you take 10% of that. So a 70-pound student could carry 7 pounds. Seven pounds. Good. And so on. So that's, that's the rule of thumb. So no more than 10% of your body weight on your back. Now, here's an interesting and sad fact that in the United States... A student going to school away from home, so not a homeschool student, but somebody in a public or private school where they carry books to school or, or from class to class, will will lift 20 Volkswagen bugs onto their back. So if we take the weight of their average backpack from kindergarten to high school to graduating high school, they'll lift 20 Volkswagen bugs. That car, the slug bug car, they'll um, have 20 of those on their back. So no more than 10%, and the straps should be high and tight. You shouldn't have the backpack way down low on your bottom because that can pull you out of alignment, Um, and you should definitely use both straps. A lot of times students try to be really cool and wear it on one strap, and that that can pull you out of alignment. Um, Dr. Kramer, anything, anything else to add for backpacks? Well, I think that that's the big key. And then anything we do, we want it to be, of course, like you said, balanced. And and when we're when we're not, you know, walking and or absolutely needing to have that extra weight on our body, we should first of all eliminate it. And then also just put exactly what you need in the backpack. We don't want to do a lot of extra things um, in there to eliminate the weight because that's also a repetitive stress to the body. That's true. That's a very good point. And of course. Um, whether you have headaches at the end of the school day, whether you carry a heavy backpack or not, on a regular basis, you should be getting your spine checked at the chiropractor. You know, you get your teeth checked, um, you get your eyes checked, you get your throat checked, you get everything checked, um, and make sure you're getting your spine and nervous system checked uh, by Dr. Kramer or myself so that, and, and this is key, like a lot of times, like you were saying, Dr. Kramer, parents think that their kids don't need to be checked because they're kids, right? But they realize, well, wait a minute, if their teeth rot, which will happen over time if they're not cared for, then that would be bad. So we want their teeth checked from the time they're two. But really, um, you know, from birth trauma, from birth on, uh, you should your child should be checked because it's their nervous system that controls growth and development. And so they're, you know, it's important to have to, to be checked on a regular basis. Well, absolutely. And then, you know, the big thing is, too, as we're getting into this back to, to school time, you know, uh, all the parents are getting together and they're getting everything in line. You know, we're, we're, we're getting the notebooks, we're getting the backpacks, we're getting the new tennies and the, all the school supplies together, right, for the new year. 
um, the new school year. You know, we want to make sure we've we've hit the dentist before we go back to school. And right. the thing is, is you want to make sure you're going to your chiropractor as well. I always recommend all parents, well, let's get the kids adjusted Make sure they get checked before they go back to school, just like you're getting your eyes checked and your teeth checked and everything else checked and your physical. You want to make sure you go to your chiropractor and make that part of your to-do list as back to school. And, of course, we want to continue to maintain the checkups, but it's always a great time. I was just in the office um, uh, yesterday with a young lady that, you know, we, we hadn't seen her in a, a little bit, and she was back in, and we wanted to get her adjusted and checked out before school started next week, and mom brought her right in. So. It's always a good thing. So if you're a current patient and you have children, it's a good time to get your child into our offices and to get your child checked. And if you are a parent and is not um, the child is not under chiropractic care, and especially the type of chiropractic care Dr. Um, Lazar and I do, it's an upper cervical type of chiropractic care where there's no twisting, cracking, or popping. So kids love it. Um, they, it's gentle, it's safe, and it's effective. And I know the beautiful voice on our, our radio show tonight, Jaden, gets adjusted. And you love it too, don't you, Jaden? Yes, I do. How often do you How often do you get checked, Jaden? Once every week. Once a week. Um, and how long how long have you been doing that? Since I was 20 minutes old. 20 minutes old. That's when she got. <laughs> that's true. That's when she got checked. That, that's that's when pretty she got cool. Checked you for know, the first I did, time. That is amazing. And so you did that right after birth. And Jaden is, you said she's going into fifth grade. So how old mm-hmm. are you, Jaden? 10. 10. So you've been doing it for 10 years. Well, congratulations to you, Dr. Lazar. I did not adjust my son until he was 12 hours old because I was exhausted from giving birth. <laughs> but that's you just the truth. You have a very good excuse. You have a very good excuse. And I didn't have any oxytocin to forget what was going on or anything. That's so. true. No, it was, it was good. It was good. That's awesome. Um, I just, last, uh, last week or two weeks ago, it was so cool. A mom drove four and a half hours one way, which which was super cool. Um, And she got her mom adjusted, herself adjusted, and her two daughters. And her oldest daughter is three, and her youngest daughter is, I don't know, a couple months old. And um, her youngest wasn't sleeping through the night, was nursing only on one side. I mean, typical stuff that, that we would see. But for a mom, that's like, that's a huge deal. Like, what's going on with my kid? And, you know, of course, the pediatrician was like, oh, everything's fine. She'll grow out of it. She's crying all the time, but she's colicky, but it's fine. Just give her some warm milk. I mean, it was just, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know why they don't say. And her head was stuck to one side, which would have developed into torticollis had it been left alone. And she was angry. Like, she literally was. I got I got the baby adjusted, and immediately she turned her head to the other side, which is what should happen when we're in alignment. And she um, then, while the her older sister and the rest of the family were getting adjusted, the mom started nursing her, and she nursed on both sides evenly, fell asleep, and stayed asleep all the way home, which is the first time in her entire life. That's a life changing difference for that family. Mom wasn't getting any sleep; she wasn't having any like peace during the day, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why the pediatrician wouldn't have said. You know, go see your chiropractor. Um, but that's why we're doing the show. We're telling parents exactly, exactly what's going on. So Absolutely. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to your weekly checkup. This is Dr. Kramer with a C and the lovely Dr. Lazar tonight and our special guest, Jaden. And we're here to, tonight to answer your questions and also um, 
share with you about going back to school and all the great tips you can do to do that. And we'll take more, um, talk more about this right after the break. We hope you find the information on today's program to be inspiring. If you've been told you have to live with pain or a health problem, we encourage you to call and make an appointment with one of the doctors that host your weekly checkup at 866-521-WELL. Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer are upper cervical doctors that believe you can have the life God intended for you. The number again is 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. And there's a location near you with offices in Troy and Ann Arbor. If you're tired of searching for solutions for your condition, make an appointment right now at 866-521-WELL. Or check them out on the web at yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on your weekly checkup. Call and speak with the doctors live at 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. Welcome back to your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. We have our special co-host and guest tonight, Jaden, who is in fifth grade and asking us some back-to-school questions. So in the first segment of the show, we've talked about kids having headaches at the end of the school day, backpacks being bad for your back. Um, and so we're going to get right back into the rest of her questions. But if you have any questions, make sure you call in tonight. Our number is 866-521-WELL, 866-521-9355. And just so you know, if you would like to have your child checked before school starts, um, you and anybody listening and anybody in your family, um, we would love to offer you a private consultation in our offices in Ann Arbor or in Troy with one of our doctors, and that will be at absolutely no charge to you if you uh, tell our offices that you are a WMUZ listener. So that's our gift to you for being a listener, um, and we'll have that private consultation. If we feel that an examination and x-rays are warranted, then we would uh, discuss that with you at that time. Those would not be at no charge. That, that would be something um, that, you would, uh, that you would be responsible for, but we're happy to have that consultation with you at no charge. So, Jaden, go right ahead with your next question. Is sitting in the car on the way to school in on the way home from school bad for you? So sitting in the car is okay. Most people live close to school, so that amount of time isn't really going to be that big of a deal. A long road trip would be um, would be challenging. Now, I will tell you that said, sitting on the bus is actually worse than sitting on the car because cars have suspension, so it's not so rough on your body, but um, buses don't typically have that suspension, so that can be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, and anytime we have a long commute for some reason for, let's say, um, other people that are traveling long distances and they have pain sitting in the car for a long time, that is definitely not normal. And there is a problem in the body. So if we feel pain and we're in the car and just any time that is not normal and that is a problem and there is a solution. So that's definitely wants to know um uh, if you want to know a solution to that, you could definitely be out of alignment. We'd be able to to measure and know exactly what's going on to help you with that because we have people all the time that have to travel for their jobs 
and were able to help them travel and not be in pain, which is huge, 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 because, you know, your your um, livelihood is your health. You, you need your health to have your livelihood and, and to work and to be in the car and travel and move around. So I think that's that's a really good question, but it also links to you know, everybody else that not just back to school, but anytime you're in the car, if you have any pain, not good. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, Jean, go ahead with your next question. Is it bad to slouch in your chair? Well, anytime we slouch, there could be also another problem. So we want to have good posture. Our posture is the window to your spine, and it's the window to your health. So if someone has really good posture, they're really, really healthy. Okay, that's one of the indications of good health. If we have poor posture and we're slouchy, that's not a good sign. Okay, you know, this was, we talked about this on the radio the other day. Um, we only had a guest on. We said, you know, there's three pilots you get to pick from that are going to fly your plane. Do you want the pilot that's got slouchy posture and their head's tilted to the right? Do you want the person with the perfect posture and their head's right aligned and they're, they're very, um, very, very straight? Or do you want the posture of the guy with their head leaning to the left and slouchy? Jaden, which one would you want to fly your plane? The middle. You got it. You got it. A hundred percent of the time, that's the answer. You want the person with the good posture, right? And and you know that makes sense because that's the person that's going to steer us and take care of us in the right direction on that flight, and also make sure we get to our destination. So if you're if you're listening and you look at yourself in the mirror, or you're thinking of your relative, or your son, or your daughter, or your mom, or someone from church or Bible study, and they go, you know what? They always got that head tilt. They always got that shoulder that's really droop, or they've got really bad posture. They probably have additional health problems okay like headaches point. yeah yeah like headaches hip pain low back pain shoulder pain they can have all kinds of problems that you may or may not know of and if they don't currently they will okay because the posture is the window to the spine and if you have a good posture you're going to have a good health and good spine so everything links back to the posture so i know i went on a little bit of a tangent with that Jaden, but but that's why your posture is so important right and i bet and i know you Jaden. you know we've met several times and you have excellent posture those are those are great points. I'm glad you went there with it. If you're just tuning in, this is your weekly checkup, 866-521-WELL, 866-521-9355, to crazy, passionate, convicted, principled upper cervical chiropractors who are here serving you on the radio and in our offices in Ann Arbor and Troy. We're going to go to a caller. Gene, welcome to your weekly checkup. Man, I had no idea she was on it. Jean, go ahead. Welcome to your weekly checkup. All right. I don't know if we have Jean on there. We'll try back in in just a minute. Okay. So, uh, Jaden, go ahead with your next question. Is it bad to cross your legs? 
Is it bad to cross your legs? Okay, so uh, yes is the short answer. What happens when you cross your legs? Uh, your feet are designed to be flat on the floor, whether you're standing or seated. So if you cross your legs, then you're twisting your pelvis, and that can make it so that um, you know if you sit like that for long periods of time, you're cutting off blood flow and nerve flow down your legs and feet, which is unhealthy because that carries life-giving nutrients and information down to your legs and feet. You also have um, the potential of twisting your pelvis. You can torque your knees. A lot of people sit with their legs crossed and they think, um, well, I'm just going to cross it at the ankle. That is better, but it's still not it's still not great. Um, Dr. Kramer, what do you tell patients who are just habitual leg crossers? You know, the the same same type of things. Um you know, it's gonna it's gonna unbalance the body. I mean, it, it's a very similar thing to as if someone wears a wallet in their back pocket, okay? Because it's going to you know hike one hip up and and you know make your body unbalanced. And what'll typically happen too is you'll have more flexibility on one side or the other because we typically cross over the same leg all the time as well. Mm-hmm. So you want to you, you want to keep the legs uncrossed. They were made to be flat on the floor. And anybody out there too, another great tip is if you wear a wallet in your back pocket, pocket stop doing that as well. We don't want to do that because that's going to unlevel the hips as well. It oftentimes causes hip and low back pain for people. So one of the rules we have is, um, Jaden, if our rule is if you see somebody in a wallet with their pocket, what do you tell them? Stop it. There it is. That's the rule. Wallet in your pocket, you need to stop it. Okay, so, uh, and smartphones. A lot of times people will have their smartphone in their in their back pocket and uh, same thing it's like wearing one shoe you know that's that would be that would be pretty unhealthy so it looks like we have gene back uh it looks like he called back uh so gene can you hear us gene are you there Okay. I'm not sure exactly uh, what's going on there. We're having some technical difficulties with the with the callers, so I apologize. But don't give up. Definitely, if you have questions, please call in, um, and we will uh, we'll take that as soon as uh, as soon as we can can get him on the air. We want to make sure we take his question. Um, okay, Gene, can you hear us? Well, let's just okay. go ahead and go with Jaden's next question here. Are there sports you think students should avoid? Hmm. <laughs> we get asked that a lot. We definitely, definitely get asked that question a lot. So sports um, are, are great. There's lots of obviously positive things about sports, this team building, learning to excel, um, great uh, physical work for the body. But there's definitely some sports that are more traumatic to the body and can lead to bigger problems in the body. So I'm going to have Dr. Lazar take over that question. Sure thing. So <laughs> the, the most common sport where people get injured um, this is a great question for our listeners. Uh, is I, I ask yourselves. I mean, if, if you have any, if you have the answer to this, call in and let us know. I want to do a little poll. What sport 
has more injuries than any other sport. What other what school sport? So we will answer that by the end of the show for sure. But um, make sure that we'd love to hear your answer. Eight six six five two one well. Eight six six five two one nine three five five. Football is very common. Um, we've both done extensive training as upper cervical chiropractors on how to deal with uh, head and neck trauma from. Uh, football injuries, and so the the rule for that is go ahead and play football, but you absolutely have to be under under care. Um, absolutely, without a doubt, one hundred percent. We take care of professional athletes in both offices. We've got guys with Super Bowl rings that we get to take care of, and the problem is they always wait until it's too late. They wait until there's permanent damage in their spine. Um, obviously, be careful with concussions and things, but by all means, play football, play to your heart's content, but you need to be on a regular checkup schedule, and, and want, you know your doctor will recommend whatever that schedule needs to be for you. Well, I can tell you there's so many athletes that we take care of in our offices, um, whether they're at a very elite range, whether they're, you know, down to in peewees, right, and everything in between to the occasional runner. And I can tell you that people that want to be at their peak performance, they get adjusted. Okay? Absolutely. That's the bottom line. That's Every true. You know, the, you know, the professional sports players, the the amazing singers that are out there. I mean, anybody that wants to be the top of their game is going to be getting adjusted. And, again, the type of chiropractic that Dr. Lazar and I do, there's no twisting, cracking, or popping involved. It's a very highly specialized technique that allows the body to heal from the inside out, which is absolutely beautiful. It aligns the whole spine as a unit, and it allows you to tap into the healer within, and not only that, but to be the best version of yourself and allow you to be at your peak performance even if you're not at an olympic athlete level or we're just on the playground you know anywhere in between well even you may mean even professionally we were talking about students getting checked i always would get checked before uh before any major examination like before i had any exams i would always go to the chiropractor because i wanted proper brain signals right that's kind of important for a test um and then even professionally we've got a lot of ceos that uh that come in for care and and the thing is like distance is no issue like they value the care so much that they'll come in we have uh, a guy that comes out from saudi Arabia. We have a CEO that flies in three times a month. Every 10 days, he flies in from Kansas City to Detroit and drives to Ann Arbor so that he can get so that he can get adjusted every 10 days. And that seems to work for him and it keeps him in tip top shape. And so by all means, that's, you know, that's what people uh, look for. So um, let's go to the callers. We've got a couple on here. So I'm sorry if you've been waiting a while. Uh, Let's see if we can get Gene's call to work one more time. Gene, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Okay, welcome to the show. Go right ahead with your question. Well, we, uh, Linda and I would like to ask Jaden a question if she's going to be a doctor like Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. Well, I'm going to be sending babies into my dad's office right after they're born to get adjusted. What Do you want to be a doctor? I'm going to be an obstetrician. An obstetrician. So you want to, what for, for listeners who aren't sure what that is, what does an obstetrician do? They deliver babies. Okay. Okay. And I like your thinking about sending them in to, to get checked. That's awesome. Well, Gene, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Have a great night. 
Great question. Um, let's take our next caller. Uh, Laura, welcome to your weekly checkup. Hi. Hi, go right ahead. I'm sorry? Go right ahead with your question, Laura. How can we help? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I have a herniated disc, bulging disc in my back, and I'm not sure what the difference between bulging and herniated is because I've been told two different things. Um, and it, that I think that's what causes the tingling down like down my leg into my toes. It certainly and can. And I have a pair of adjustments of four, but I just it's not it's all the popping and cracking and twisting and and things like that. And it really makes me nervous when they do that. Sure, sure. That's a normal <laughs> like response. Make it so, so, so how would you treat something like that? That that's a great question. So the first one, herniated and bulging are the same. Um, sometimes people will use use them um, interchangeably. Uh, I I would. I mean, I use those interchangeably. Some people would use uh, them differently to to determine, like to express the magnitude or how far the disc is bulged or herniated. Bulging means herniated, and vice versa. Sometimes uh-huh. people will use the word bulge. To, to mean that it's min- that's more minor and herniated to mean that it's more severe, but it's really it's the same thing. So a herniated or bulging disc means that it's outside of the space it's supposed to be contained within. Um, and so it would be like having bricks stacked on top of a water balloon. And if those bricks, the only thing that causes, this is really fascinating because people think that herniated disc means they did something wrong or there was some major trauma. And sometimes there is, but you actually have 21 layers. So imagine a bacon-wrapped filet mignon for just a second. And imagine that filet mignon is your disc. And imagine that the outer layer of your disc is that bacon around it. Your disc actually has 21 layers of bacon around it, if you will. It has 21 <laughs> layers of annular fibers. So for you, for somebody to have an injury that causes a disc to rupture, or, or rupture is much more severe, so bulge or herniate, would mean that that specific injury would have had to rupture 21 layers of tissue, and it doesn't do that. So usually it's repetitive trauma over years or decades, and then that final injury might have torn that last layer of annular fibers so a lot of times people are like oh yeah i you know um i've even heard i got adjusted by the chiropractor and they herniated my disc um it just doesn't it just does not happen that way um but i i mean i understand why people think that so the question that you had was does it cause tingling it certainly does because it can irritate nerve roots um and then can can the popping and cracking and twisting make it worse? Um, not necessarily. There, there's really not much risk for that becoming any worse. Um, the risk right. is that that type of chiropractic um, is moving a specific bone. And if you've got 24 bricks stacked and they're misaligned, I can't go in, no matter how awesome I think I am, I can't go in and move one brick and fix all, fix it. Um, what I have to do is restack all of those bricks in order to get that balloon to come back into the spine. And Dr. Kramer and I do that by realigning the head and neck, and then everything else falls into place. And so we very, very commonly see patients with herniated or bulged discs um, that resorb right back into the spine and never need any surgery. 
Uh, I think that was such a beautifully eloquent uh, way of explaining that. And Laura, I, I, I second everything Dr. Lazar says. And with the new, or with the upper cervical care that Dr. Lazar and I do, that there's no twisting, cracking, or popping, it's so beautiful for people that have herniations in their body just to simply go back into place and to heal within. And literally, we see people with herniated discs probably by the hour in our right. practice. I mean, that's right. how often we see them and how often we're okay. able to help them. So it's a beautiful well, thing. Well, that's what, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, when when they do, because he, he does that, and he would go all the way up to the neck, and, and that is what keeps me from going to the chiropractor, because I hate the neck adjustment. So just, That whole popping and twisting of my neck to give me, you know, I'd hate it. Yeah, so it I do, too. Going. So, so I do, too. Case, do it sounds interesting. Yeah, we don't we don't twist the neck or pop it or crack it in order to get it realigned. Um, what we do is we take a really, really specific examination where we're actually measuring nerve flow. Um, it's a computerized analysis where we measure nerve flow, nerves that go to your muscles and nerves that go to your blood vessels, glands, and organs. So super thorough examination. And then we take a specific set of x-rays. And we analyze those to the specificity of one-fifth of a millimeter. So we're measuring to half the thickness of a, the tip of a pencil lead um, in your spine to see where your head and neck have misaligned. And then once we have that, it's like cutting a key to your front door. You know, we don't have to kick it down. We just put the key in and turn it type thing. Um, and so the the number one thing I hear while somebody's getting their first adjustment is um, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything because it feels like you're having your pulse taken. And then the number one thing I hear afterwards is it didn't feel like you did anything. And then the next time I see them, I hear things like my head was floating like that ball, that water ball in Somerset. <laughs> you know, in Somerset Mall uh-huh. um, over by Dr. Kramer where they say, I just felt like my head was floating. I slept like a baby, like those those type of things because your body will work better after an adjustment. Yeah, I do not sleep well at all, so that would be nice. Yeah, it, it would be hard to. It would be hard to with what you have going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, Laura, I'd recommend um, just staying on the line, and you can give your information to our producer, or you can even call back this number after 10 o'clock, and you can get connected with either the Ann Arbor or the Troy office and come in for a complimentary consult and sit down with either Dr. Lazar or I. So thank you so much for calling in tonight, and you have a blessed night. Thank you. You're welcome. You too. Thank you. God bless. That's a great question. I know know a thousand other people were thinking exactly what Laura just asked, so... Thank you for asking that, Laura. That's awesome. Our number oh, yeah, is. Was, go ahead. <laughs> she was she was awesome. Our number is eight six six five two one nine three five five eight six six five two one. Well, we're taking your calls for a few more minutes, um, and we will get back to your calls right after this. We hope you find the information on today's program to be inspiring. If you've been told you have to live with pain or a health problem, we encourage you to call and make an appointment with one of the doctors that host your weekly checkup at 866-521-WELL. Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer are upper cervical doctors that believe you can have the life God intended for you. The number again is 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. And there's a location near you with offices in Troy and Ann Arbor. If you're tired of searching for solutions for your condition, make an appointment right now at 866-521-WELL. 
or check them out on the web at yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on Your Weekly Checkup. Be on the radio. Call the show with your question right now at 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. Welcome back to your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. We are taking your calls for a few more minutes tonight. Our number is 866-521-9355. All right, Jaden, you had um, you had a couple more questions for Dr. Kramer and myself. And for parents that are listening, we are we'll make sure that we get into the um, the vaccination issue before we go off the air tonight because you're going to be told if you haven't already you're going to be told that you have to have your kids vaccinated before they go to school um, and uh, just in case you run out of time I want you to know that is not true you absolutely do not have to let people um, do anything to your children before school um, they can go to school they do not have to be vaccinated what you have to do is um, you'll have to sign sign a waiver sign a form and then um the you'll have to attend a workshop now they want you to attend a workshop where a community health official tells you why it's a terrible idea to not you know vaccinate your kids but it's it's a terrible idea to vaccinate your kids um, i know there's a lot of controversy around that um, we've done lots of shows on that go on itunes and search for your weekly checkup and you can hear our vaccine shows on there um, but by all means uh, do not feel like you have to vaccinate your kids to um to get them in school. So, Jaden, you've got a couple more questions. Go right ahead. Is it bad for kids to crack or pop their knuckles? Crack or pop their knuckles. Dr. Kramer, what say you? Well, it is not bad, okay? What it is doing, it's, it, it is a myth. What it is is it's just releasing um, nitrogen, uh, pockets of nitrogen out of the joints itself, okay? Because a lot of times people think that that causes arthritis and that is not the truth well said well said <laughs> Jaden what's your next question um, let's see is your mic working here there we go I have seen kids fall on the monkey bars one girl named Leah even broke her arm should kids not play on the monkey bars so kids should definitely play on monkey bars and play on trampolines and ice skate and play football um, and do any other sports that they want to do. Absolutely, kids should do that. Just again, the rule is make sure that they make sure they get checked on a regular basis. That's that's really the answer. We want you to live life. We don't want you to hold yourself back. We don't want you to limit what you have to do. Um, I think the saddest thing in the world is when people can't do what they want to do because their bodies won't let them. So by all means, play your sports, have a great time, play on the monkey bars. Um, you know, if you break your arm, that's a huge bummer and, um, you know, it'll heal, but make sure that, uh, make sure that you're getting checked. You know, parents pay attention to a lot of them, nowadays are getting wise and they're not vaccinating their kids they're not um you know they don't have them eat fast food they have them you know eat healthy they have them do yoga they have like mother daughter yoga in places now and they have them eat 
healthy food and take tennis lessons and drink carrot juice and all this stuff. And all of that is so great. And they have them take their gummies every day and their multivitamins and it's awesome, but they're not taking them to the chiropractor. And the problem folks with that is all of that other stuff is, is going to only get you so far without proper nerve supply. You have to have proper nerve supply to grow and develop and think clearly and fight infection and have a strong immune system. And, and without proper nerve supply, you're just not going to have those. So um, we've got a couple more callers. Let's get to those while we still have time. Um, let's take let's take Cindy's call next. Cindy, welcome to your weekly checkup. Hello. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, well, you had you had asked which sport was the worst sport. Um, yes. I would say cheerleading. You I know it has most it. injuries most of the time. So you nailed um, it. Yeah. But my, my question is, <laughs> my question would be, um, what about um, whiplash? Um, how how extensive is the treatment for that? And um, should you see a primary care or a chiropractor for that? So the the treatment after whiplash depends on how how severe the whiplash was. Keep in mind an, an accident with one vehicle moving five miles an hour and another vehicle being stationary. So a combined mm-hmm. speed of five miles an hour is enough to tear loose the connective tissue that holds your spine together. Um, that will cause your body to break down and lock in a stressed position. And then while you're in that stressed position, your one hip will appear higher than the other. Um, one leg will appear shorter than the other if you're laying on your back. Um, there will be a twisting of the body framework. Then there will be abnormal motion, which leads to progressive wear and tear on every joint in your body. So it's a huge deal, and people think um, – I actually had one lady who had seven car accidents. Three of them were rollover car accidents, and her conversation with me was, oh, it was no big deal. I walked away from every one of them. I mean, it was like that's a huge deal when when that happens, and so that – you know, that can take, that can have a huge effect on your health. And the problem with that, Cindy, is oftentimes it doesn't show up for a decade after the injury, and then people forgot they had that whiplash. Um, so uh-huh. definitely that should be, um, that you know, that should be evaluated. It may not need any care, but certainly I, I would rather be told that it doesn't need any than just assume that it, just assume that it doesn't. Um, and then between primary care and a chiropractor, um, a primary care provider, their uh, their tool set is going to involve things like um, chemical intervention. So they can give um, anti-inflammatories or other drugs. They can prescribe therapy, that sort of thing. Um, the challenge with both of those is a chemical has never once fixed a structural problem. And so if right. you have a whiplash, a chemical, it can help you feel better, which is there's nothing wrong with feeling better. But... Um, you know, it's not going to correct anything that happened with whiplash. And the same is true for therapy. So um, chiropractors are actually board certified in physiotherapy. Um, and so we say this with, with experience and licensure uh, behind it, is that therapy is extremely valuable in certain situations. Um, those are situations where you want to strengthen or stabilize a structure. Um, but I would just ask you this, after a whiplash, if your spine is out of alignment, would you want to stabilize and strengthen that structure? 
um, or would you want to get aligned first and then strengthen and stabilize that? What what would you pick if yeah. you had the choice? Oh, align it for sure. But, exactly. So that um, so that's I, what we say. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you. Ahead, it's, uh, did you have another question? Um. Well, just the you're saying the treatment. You can't really judge that. It's just whatever. I mean, I I have had. I do have whiplash, and so it's um, it just seems like it's a slow process, and um, you know, I am just wondering how long it's going to take. <laughs> um, are you under care right now, or you're just kind of letting it letting it heal itself? I no, I am under care. So okay, um, but it, you know, I just wanted to know about how long you think. Um, it would take. I mean, what's a typical? Or it depends on how fast the car was going, or you know, everybody's different, I guess. It, it is. It does depend because you could have had four injuries before the whiplash, and the whiplash made it worse. You could have had no injuries before that, and the whiplash was minor. Um, it it really uh, does depend. And then the other question is: sometimes people, when they're asking how long will it take me to to heal, they might really be asking how long will it take me to feel better. Right. Um, right. When right. you're on it, typically uh, the biggest challenge that we have is getting patients to follow through with the care they need uh, because they feel better so quickly. Um, and so we that's an argument <laughs> yeah. multiple times a day in the office because people are like, I'm feeling great. You know, how about I call you when I need you? And that's fine. The problem is you're going to feel better if it's being addressed correctly. You're going to feel better much sooner than it's stabilized. Um, right. And so that's one thing, uh, you know, that I would that I would look out for for sure. But and then for nervous system function, it will take one month for every year your nervous system had damage. So when did you have your whiplash injury? Wow, three weeks ago. Okay, so for your nervous system to heal, if it's just from the whiplash, I mean, that's mm-hmm. not going to take very long for your nervous system to heal. So um, how long have you been under care? Um, three weeks now. Okay, so you started right away then. Oh yeah, the I knew my I I I go to a chiropractor on a regular basis, so uh-huh. I knew exactly when it happened that I that was my first step. <laughs> so uh-huh. you know. And are you feeling? Um, I mean, are you feeling better from it? Um, I'm still having issues, but um, no, I'm not. I mean, it's sore all the time. So. Huh. And was yeah. this a was this a really was this a severe accident? Uh, on seventy five, and I came to a complete screeching halt after seventy miles an hour, and the guy behind me didn't. So yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it was gonna pretty, take some uh, time to heal yeah. on um, that for sure. That's a very severe accident. And then also it sounds like, you know, it depends on, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your current chiropractor at all, but make sure mm-hmm. that you've, you've had a new reevaluation done. You know, you didn't come in and do the exact same thing that you were doing before. You know, you may have had to get new x-rays and new reevaluation and, and kind of almost start all over. And that's really important right. to know what changed so that the doctor knows what to do to move forward. That's, a, that's another recommendation to let you know. And then Dr. Lazar okay. and I are both upper cervical chiropractors. So we specialize in the neck area to help correct that as well. Mm-hmm. So we wish you the best of luck with your current um, chiropractor, and it will heal with some time and some expertise on, on, on how to fix it. 
Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Cindy. Thanks for calling. You know, one more point that I would add to that, uh, Dr. Kramer, that you were mentioning is um, there are so so whiplash injury leads to tearing of soft tissue that holds the spine together, um, and not this doesn't happen all the time, but there are chiropractic adjustments that are high velocity adjustments that are you know the the twisting of the neck and then pushing through that. Um, and that, if you're, you know, that would, in my book, I mean, I don't, I don't want to shed any bad light on our colleagues at all, but I will say just, you know, from, from my experience and with the training that I've had, um, I don't do that anyway, but even if I did, I would not do that after a whiplash injury. Um, so if anybody listening, you know, if you've had a whiplash injury, I would be really reluctant to have a, have a forceful or, or fast adjustment. Uh, after that, because the key is, you know, you don't want to overstretch the rubber band if if stability no. is is what you're after. So I would just kind of word to the wise on that. I would I would be careful. Yeah, so, and the type of care we do, again, there's no twisting, cracking, or popping, so it's great and gentle for people that just have had whiplash injuries, have herniated discs, or even have rods or screws or different hardware in their spine. So it's extremely gentle, highly effective, and it's is actually revolutionary. I mean, I know that personally. I had been to different types of chiropractors before I found Nuka, and it helped me so much from my whiplash injury. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I was doing other types, and then this was the answer for me. So if you're still listening out there, keep that in mind as well. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to your weekly checkup with Dr. Lazar and Dr. Kramer with a C here. Our number is 866-521-9355, 866-521-WELL. Let's go ahead and take our next caller. Patrick, welcome to the show. Patrick, can you hear us? Okay. Well, we will. All right. Well, huh. Okay. Well, um, we will. Um, Patrick, can you hear us? Okay. Interesting. Well, um, maybe maybe we'll try that later. Uh, Jaden, did you have? Uh, I think we've got time for one more question. If you had any more questions, students might ask before before school starts. When kids do gym, is it dangerous for their bodies? Gym class, like when they do PE, um, it certainly can be. Uh, you know, if you. Uh, if you get hit by a ball or something like that. Um, and so it certainly can be dangerous. Again, though, play full out, um, work out hard, use your body the way it was designed to be used, and then get checked afterwards, and you should be you should be just fine. That's a great question. So I do want to address the, the vaccine issue a little bit more um, before we go off the air tonight because I know a lot of people have tuned in. Uh, we got a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of buzz on social media today when we announced that that's what the show that we were going to address that. Um, a couple of things to keep in mind. Your kids don't get sick because of a lack of chemicals in their system. I mean, if you hear nothing else, your children do not get sick because of a lack of chemicals. So, um, you know, in fact, they get more sick. I just read a study where, uh, and we've known this for a long time, but non-vaccinated children have fewer childhood illnesses than vaccinated children. We've known that for a very, very long time. Um, And so, you know, people might get, you know, a child that wasn't vaccinated might get pertussis or whooping cough. Well, the good news is in the United States, 
um, that can that can be treated. Um, and it's it's people sometimes have this mindset that it's reckless to let your kids get something. But you know what? I let my kids work hard for their money. Um, I let my kids work hard to save. I let my kids, you know, get in trouble when they make a bad decision. Like my job isn't to make my kids comfortable. My job is to make my kids, uh, you know, able to handle situations that life throw at them. And so we don't put them in situations that are detrimental for them by any means. But the reality is their immune system is so much stronger when it can build its own muscles. You know, I don't I don't get strong muscles by lifting paperweights you know we've got to we've got to lift heavy weights if we want to build strong muscles um and we don't build our cardiovascular function by taking a 10 minute walk once a month you know we run hard and sweat it out and get our heart rate up it's okay to be uncomfortable um and so so please don't don't feed into the lie that you have to um that you have to have your kids vaccinated to put them in school that's just not true at all it's definitely not true, and you know the, the, there's a lot of buzz and a lot of a lot of information out there. And they just had on C-SPAN, you know the the television show, uh, you know on the the cable ne- network C-SPAN, they literally had a man from the Centers of Disease Control on there in front of the Senate saying that they literally threw out information that the MMR vaccine is linked to autism in children and they've they've shelled up billions of dollars on that and and the big one that they were talking about was the the detriment and all the negativity with the MMR vaccine so I do want to share that tonight um they've definitely I mean it literally was live you could, anybody could have put it on their C-SPAN and watched it that they literally took this information and they covered it up and they literally took it all and and got rid of it. And right. the guy came forward and said, this is, this is, this is true and this is happening and we have to let our public know about the risk factors involved with vaccines. So it's always going to be a personal choice. It's always should be your right and you don't have to feel bullied or feel like you have to get your child vaccinated. And the other one is that HPV vaccine. That's the one they're pushing for all those young ladies and it makes me sick to my stomach thinking about that. So again, you don't have to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. If you have any questions at all, feel free to call 866-521-WELL throughout the week, and those numbers will connect you with our Ann Arbor or our Troy offices. Aches and pains are signs that your body isn't working right. Your brain, spinal cord, and all your nerves control how your body works. Physical, chemical, or emotional stresses produce a defensive posture. Your muscles contract, locking spinal joints that pinch or irritate nearby nerves. Lack of nervous system integrity sets the stage for disease and ill health. A thorough examination helps chiropractors find these, what we call subluxations. Applying a precise force to stuck spinal joints helps your body right itself. Health usually returns as repeated visits restore nervous system integrity. And that is why chiropractic care has helped millions of people just like you get well and stay well. On behalf of our teams in Ann Arbor and Troy, thank you for tuning in. Jaden, thank you so much for being on our show tonight. Thank you for having me on your show. You're very welcome. You did a great job. Dr. Kramer, great to be with you. And on behalf of our teams in Ann Arbor and Troy and our awesome crew at WMUZ, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll look forward to being back next week. God bless.